Welcome back to the Time Is Now podcast. Because if not now, then then when? (laughs) (laughs) This is episode two, and the title that we will be bringing to you today is, Did You Really Leave It in God's Hand? Did you really leave it? Did you really leave it, Jerrica? No, first, we always got to open with a little scripture. Yes. And today's scripture will be coming from Hebrews 4 and 16. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Put everything in God's hands and leave everything in God's hands. How do you feel today? How you feeling? How you feeling about this topic? I feel good about this topic. I've been ready to record this topic, y'all. We ain't even gonna go too crazy about it, but just know this our second shoot. <laughs> no, for real. On this, on this on one, this episode, one talk- like, topic, the devil really been busy. That's all I gotta say. And he not gonna win. He not gonna get the glory, cause why? God always, you always. Yay! All right, y'all. For real, for real. Man. But Jerrica, let us know how we came up with this. It's a little, a little testimony type thing. Uh, Pretty much, as you guys already know, me and Asia works together. And I'm trying to push for management. And I've been having this dilemma trying to be put on this list to be a manager. I had a few situations where I've had the opportunity to have a little walkthroughs with higher ups. <laughs> And I had like good compliments and great reactions to the walks that I had with them. I've impressed a few of them. (laughs) (laughs) People from different districts hearing about me and just like a whole bunch of good things happening that I was like, did I really say something that impressed them? Like, what did I do? You just asked me about something so simple and I I said (laughs) it. Like, I don't, I didn't think I did anything special, but it was humbling moment for me where it's like all right i'm gonna soak this in and i'm gonna keep god the focus and everything but through all of the accolades felt like i was i was solid like i had a great opportunity to be on this list there's a guarantee i mean people saying there's a guarantee you're gonna be on this list and you have nothing to worry about so in my head i'm like okay god like this was my yeah like (laughs) this is my moment to be on this list finally after all this time i get the list one day and i'm like oh shoot like i'm still nervous but i know that i'm on it because everything this man said and all the other managers that are like blowing my head off i'm just like okay i'm on it Girl, I opened that list. What did it say, friend? You are not a finalist. I was like, what? I mean, froze. I felt like I was being played. God, this is not, this not what it said. <laughs> I went through making sure it wasn't last month, last year's, because it was like three of them that I had. So I'm going back, checking, making sure this was the right one. It was the right, one. The right one. I went to sleep. Woke up thinking it was a dream. Open it up again. I mean, it wasn't one time I checked it. I checked it multiple times to make sure I wasn't being pranked. (laughs) Looked again. It says, you are eligible. You are not a finalist. I was like, okay. My heart dropped. And I said, you know what? Why am I even acting this flustered? I should have been... Okay, God, I'm not a finalist. It's okay. Just come. It's okay. This I still is gonna trust be. You. Yeah, I still trust you, and I'm still gonna have faith that you're gonna give this to me if it's in your will for me. So then I just sat, and it made me realize 
all this time I've been saying I'm putting it in God's hands, I'm putting it in God's hands after the first time I've tried, the second time. But when I get it the third time, my reaction's the same. So now I'm reevaluating, Jerica, did you really put it in God's hands? Did you really leave it there? Because a lot of times we say we put it in God's hands and we never left it there. We took yeah. it right back. I'm and we can't, we can't take something that we gave to God because really we're telling God, okay, we're not letting you be in control of our life. I still ha- want to have some type of control, even though this person said this or you impressed that person. If it wasn't God that you impressed or it wasn't God that you were seeking, then you're not going to get it. It doesn't matter who you impress. If God didn't say it was for you, then it's not going to be if for you. If it's not a God move, it won't work. It doesn't matter who you impress, how big of a person you have impressed. You could impress the president. I don't care what it is. If God said it's not for you, it's not going to be for you. And that really just showed me I'm trusting you always at all times and i'm gonna have faith and know that you'll give it to me one of these days if not there's better out there yeah there's There's better better out out there there. once i had like a coming to jesus type moment after that (laughs) that's when this title came up because one day i was talking to her about how i wasn't on this list and i said this is really just a you really leaving in god's hand moment and sitting back and reevaluating everything that you said you did, but you really did it. And that's when that conversation of, I don't care what man told you, this is what you're gonna get. If it wasn't God, then listen, it ain't, it's not for you. So it just made me think, let's reevaluate our behavior. If we take a situation and we say, okay, God, I'm putting this in your hand, whether it's addiction to any type of substance or it's a particular situation with a person, or like a job thing, anything in particular, let's take that and reevaluate our behavior. Do we find ourselves stressed all the time? Do we find ourselves worried about the situation? Do we find ourselves angry, frustrated, or defeated? Mm -hmm. And these were all things that I experienced. I was constantly worried, like, okay, God, what can I do to be on this list? I was frustrated and I was angry because once the list came out, I wasn't on it. And then I just felt defeated. I've done everything. I did everything that I could. All the people I thought I needed to impress, not that it was by mistake, but just out of nowhere, the opportunity was present to me because it's not all the time you're going to see higher-ups walk into the establishment. So the fact that it happened to me not once, not twice, but three times within a month was just like, okay, guys, is this like... Is this my test? Is this, is this, is this <laughs> my moment? Like, I really believe God was presenting that to me to say, okay, I want to make sure you're being faithful and you're not taking this opportunity to have people glorify you yeah. and praise you. Are you going to glorify me in these situations? It wasn't that what I said or what I did that impressed them, but it was more so God flowing within me or speaking within me that impressed these people because a lot of times you may think you said something simple, but it was the way you carried yourself, your attitude, how you presented yourself that impressed how you communicated them. And that. really only the strength of God can be able to flow within you to make you move in such a way or speak in such a way because some things were coming to my mind that I didn't even think twice about it. it I just said it and it was nothing but God <laughs> and at all times even at work anywhere that we're at we have to be doing everything for the glory of God it could be taking the garbage out if you're doing that for the glory of God 
God will bring so much to you that it's just like an overflow of anything that you desire. If you're just faithful to God in that one thing and you're glorifying him in that, he's going to do what he said yeah. he was going to do for you. If they you. can glorify me and be faithful to me in the little things, by just taking a trash out, sweeping the floor, mopping the floor, if you a janitor, wiping the toilets, whatever the case may be, the little things that you feel like don't really matter, it, it does. Really and God, if you could serve me in this time, right now, right here, and not get big headed when somebody, oh, you, Jerrica, you swept the flow so good, girl. I checked my feet when I walked out of there. They was not dirty. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, yeah, I did that. That's all me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all got to learn how to appreciate the small beginnings and not allow the accolades and all that to get to y'all head. Thank you. It was all glory to God. Having glory to, to God. Is so God important. got me through. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because a lot of times we, something could happen and people are glorifying me, but you have to put it back to God. Mm -hmm. Because if you, you allow people to praise you and glorify you, you have either that option of you're going to glorify God with that or you're going to let that get to you. And then you start getting big headed. You have to humble yourself. A lot of times it could be like a preacher or anybody in the church, a leader in the church. They could say, oh, I preached that word. That was me. I, 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 I saved that person or I delivered that person. It was not you. It was the Holy Spirit that was working, working within you that allowed you to do that. And a lot of people that mixed up of I, me, me, me. No, it's not. It was him it was. all day long. So any slight moment or situation can change your demeanor and change how you view things. And it's, it's dangerous because once you start seeing yourself as the person that did this and it was the I, 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 and you're using that I and me, it can push you further away from God. And Holy Spirit ain't dwelling in somebody that's I and me and all day long. Like... That wasn't just you. Yeah. It wasn't just you. Even the slightest things that you say at work can really help edify and glorify him. Because all the time at work, I'm always bringing God into it. <laughs> like, I go to Asia and I say, this song, I could really see God in that. Lighting your eyes, who's the light? I can only think of God being the light in my eyes. Uh -huh. And you got to talk to the one who made you. Talk to the one who understands. Like, that's God. I saw, a, like, a video one time, and it was saying, People wonder how God speaks to them, and they always hear, oh, God spoke to me, and God, I heard God, and they're like, well, I don't hear God saying, hey, Jericho, or hey, Asia, but really... It's, it won't necessarily be yeah, like that. Like, not saying that it will or will not, but he speaks in many different ways. <laughs> it could be a situation, like even just hearing that song, God is speaking to me that, hey, I'm the light in your eyes. I'm the one who made you. I'm I the hear one that who song talking about something totally different. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tried to look up the song, and a lot of people take that as a representation of God because, like, who really could you could she have been talking about? Could she have talking about been talking about her mother? Like, who could she have been talking yeah. about? But I know a lot of like churchy folks. They'll take <laughs> maybe like a R and B or like a worldly song, and, start, and they'll start like just turn it we were, up. <laughs> we were doing that last weekend, like just. Like a Fantasia It was song. Fantasia <laughs> when I see you, actually. And we just started talking about God, like remixing, talking about God. Like you can see any and everything um, as God putting his hands on it. So mm -hmm. a lot of people could see 
just like a moment of road rage being in a car like okay it was somebody it was explaining how somebody cut them off and she was like okay well i'm gonna go in this lane and then they cut them off again and they went back to the other lane and there was like five cars in that one lane she was in and three cars in the other lane that the guy uh cut her off in and her line ended up going everybody ended up turning and so she was the first one in that line and she saw it as if you just stay patient if you stay willing and just because you see that somebody took something from you that you wanted you don't um, always have to react and respond yeah like god will make way for you and that that's what she's seen like god was speaking to her in that very moment it's another thing where we talked about how seeing the good in every situation i had to see the good and not being on that list it wasn't my time it wasn't my moment god has something better maybe they would have sent me to a place that had angry and hateful people yeah, and management been, was just <laughs> chaotic like this is all happening for a reason and maybe god just wants me to continue working on a few things fine-tuning certain things and just keep it's working. crazy you say that because um when we were at the conference marissa marissa farrell y'all look her up she's amazing um she was saying how oftentimes we pray for god to take us out of the situation not not that's not working or take us out of that thing that's not working but instead we need to change our prayers to god do a work in me because if he does that work in you you will be be able to mentally physically spiritually handle that situation and you can turn it around faster than than you stressing and worrying over it so that that's something like really really good like you have to start praying in this situation lord i'm in this situation right i'm here now you know i'm here change my thinking and she also she sent something that i wanted to like hey what do you want me to see out of this like help me to see what you want me to see or help me to know and understand what you want me to understand and get because every situation is there to build character yeah it's it's for a reason and that's what she was like it's for a reason that the situation is there whether you cause it on yourself or just life been life and for real and in (laughs) order in order for you to get through it you have to do a work in yourself how okay what do i need to rearrange what do i have to do better and she sent something the other day and it said to shift my life i must first shift my mind Mm -hmm. When I got that thing, I said, what? (laughs) No, because I was literally driving and I was just saying how I was, I wasn't really happy like about certain things that was transpiring in my life. And soon as like that thought process was going in, because I'd be in my car, y'all, and I'd just be, don't think I'm crazy. I'm not crazy. But I just be having conversations for real. And I don't think of it as like as talking to myself. Because you're not talking to because yourself. Because I'd be like, it's me and God for real. Like, I'm just talking to him. Like, if Jericho was in my car, we having a conversation. So my phone lit up and I looked at it, y'all. I know, texting and driving, don't do it. I know. <laughs> but I looked at it and that message came across in order to to change your life you must shift your mind that that's that's very true a lot of a lot of things in order in order to happen and change we have to change our mindsets we have to change our attitudes that was a big thing like that i prayed about because my attitude wasn't always so great my response my response to things wasn't always so quick 
like so so great i was quick to anger i was quick to respond like different things like that and i was just like whatever if it if it's not working for me i don't want it mm-hmm. and i was like as i grew old i was like god i really need you to like help me with this you know because i don't want to go through life with this anger i don't want to i don't want to be that person you know so i see it all over me now like my prayers is being fulfilled mind y'all <laughs> i'm not 100 percent. okay god <laughs> is still doing a work in me for my attitude and my response, but it, it is far better than, than before be, because yeah. that was a situation that I really, really placed in God's hands. It necessarily had to do with work or anything. It could it could deal with your attitude. Mm-hmm. It could deal with your response to certain things because like a lot of people that we encounter every day, we come across so many people, and how we respond to them can help them. We said before we actually shot this video a week ago but the the video recording didn't record so we just had audio and this weekend we were at a women's conference and it was called altered at the altar and everything that we was just talking in this podcast was being talked about last weekend like when i say confirmation confirmation is all we had not even just in like the 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 when the pastor was preaching but when we were having classes and stuff like i told jerica i was like this is like literally everything we've (laughs) we've been talking about and saying for real and then her just saying like what you says matter because pastor tiffany and and miss tina Tina. and they were talking about like what you say matters and what you say and how you how say, you say tone. it helps some helps you or helps the other person because you could be saying something and definitely um, criticism it's like it's needed with your brother and sister in Christ holding them accountable but if you're saying it in a nasty way or you're saying it in a contradicting and it's not to edify that person mm-hmm. and it's bringing them down what you were saying wasn't wrong at all but how you said it it didn't come approach. across to them, so they couldn't receive what you said because of how you said it. And a lot of times we have to sit and think, hey, in the Bible it says, uh, judge not, lest ye be judged. And I know we must judge righteously, but if we're going to judge the next person, we have to make sure and know that we're right with ourselves with God. Because if we're not, trust and believe, that's going to come right back to you, and you have to make sure you're able to receive that just like you were able to give it to someone else. As we were talking about, did you really leave it in God's hands? Um, I just had this revelation and I thought about like how we enter in the sanctuary and being that we just had this conference called Altar at the Altar and I'm sitting here talking about how we enter the sanctuary and we go to the altar and we must have a change within us like we must go to that altar and give a living sacrifice of ourselves so that we can sit and we can die our inner man our flesh so that Christ can enter within us and we have all this praise and hollering and screaming and rejoicing and we leave out it's almost as if we enter the sanctuary with this coat of depression anxiety anger frustration worrisome like all that that we built up and we said we gave to god we sat and put it on a coat hanger and then picked up that coat off the hanger and put it back on and walked out the door so you really didn't go to that altar with the change with you walked into the altar with playing with god (laughs) And walked right out and put that yeah. right back on. Thank you, you, God, you for holding it for a yeah, little bit. Yeah, thank you for holding it for Felt a little bit. Felt good. It walked out the door. <laughs> so when we go to the altar, we must say that we must have a change within us to alter. Or it's like when you go and you get um, Dress pants. alteration. Yeah, or, or pants hemmed. Like you're getting it changed because you either, one, 
grew, so you needed to be a little bit longer. Or one, the pants was too long for you, you needed to be shorter. If there's a growth in your life, you have to have some type of change, whether getting new pants because you grew or something, or you, you gained weight. Like there, there has to be a change somewhere. So when we go to the altar, we have to give ourselves as a living sacrifice and let there be a change. So we can die. He can place inside of us what's needed to be placed. Exactly. And we walk away and leave that coat on the rack so it can burn. Actually, don't even put it on the rack. Put it on the altar. Sacrifice <laughs> that. Burn it on the altar. Take the whole coat. Don't the whole even closet. Put it on that rack. I don't even know why we got a coat. Rack. <laughs> yeah, just just destroy the whole coat rack at that point. But we have to be serious about our intentions with God. If we're saying this is somebody we're giving our burdens to, we have to mean that and give that to Him. We can't just keep picking it up. Every time we say we gave it to God, because at the now he felt let you do what you want to do for a little bit, so he could show you. Yeah. yeah, it's just like when you repent and you keep doing the same sin over and over again. At that point, God's not going to continue to forgive you for those sins because you're not serious. You have to be serious about your intentions. Like Pastor Jennifer Puttercock. <laughs> she said, um, "Don't be going to that altar playing with God. Be serious. If you're not serious about going to the altar and being altered, don't even go. Don't even worry about it. Don't continue to say, God, forgive me for this sin. And then the next week, you're going to continue to do it. Yeah, better yet, the next day. The, yes. next, the next hour, you walk out of church and you cussing. Like, what? We have to be serious on this journey and on this walk. Because there's other people watching us and... They're, they're going to critique you harder than anybody else. So we have to be mindful of what we say and what we're doing so that we could be a representation to other people that want to come towards Christ. So. I, I remember when I told my nephew, I'm like, hey, nephew, because he's always keeping me encouraged. Like, hey, auntie, stay focused. So God's going to bring this management to you. Like, stay focused, stay encouraged. And I remember when I told him that I was on the list, he said, you may not have been on their list, but you're on God's list. And that's all that matters. And when he said that, I said, thank you, Jesus. That is so, oh, man. I wish I could just hug nephew right now because that is right. so, that is so good. Say, you may have not been on them people list. On their list. You may have not been on their registry. Amen. You may have not been on that, the next, the next apartment list for you to be accepted or something, but you are on God's list and, and God's list matters. is what matters because that means he has a better apartment for you. He has a better house for you. He has a better position for you. He has better timing, better jobs, better car, whatever. It doesn't even have to be materialistic things that that he just has better for you mentally he has better for you in the peace way for you to feel more peace in a situation that's been making you feel like you don't have any peace he has better in his list is what matters his plan his timing is what matters and it's and it like even like on a confidence level like for anybody that's dealing with confidence or mm -hmm. self-doubt within yourself you place all that that you're feeling in god's hand and you you wake up every day you say an affirmation like they was telling us you say an affirmation you may not believe it the first week or so but if you keep saying that affirmation and you believe that god is going to change your confidence or he's going to change that self-doubt within you're going to start wearing that affirmation yep. people's going to be telling you that you that you 
may have never talked to like geez girl i love your hair today because if you having any confidence in you within your hair or your body or your your weight whatever the case may be you say that affirmation every day is is you're gonna be bound to believe it you're gonna be bound to believe it instead of saying oh i look so ugly oh my hair oh i'm just so fat you 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 gonna you gonna believe what you say? Yep, because action speaks louder than words. Yeah, and if life you, and you death can, lie in that that yeah. little meat in your mouth. So if you say that I have self confidence, I know that I'm beautiful outside and in, but yet looking in the mirror and you're like, oh, like she just said, I don't like my hair. Like I had a problem with, I love my hair, but sometimes it could be family or or co-workers that will say things about my hair. And I take my hair personal, okay? I can't change how my hair looks. It's coming out my head. Okay? Exactly. So when, I, when you have family or friends or co-workers that when they say little comments, I let it get to me. But it's like action speaks louder than words. If I say that I'm confident with my hair, I have to believe that my action has to say otherwise. So once I started saying, okay, Jerrica, your hair is beautiful. You're not going to change it for nobody. Actually, today, I just put a little headband on and called it a day. I Matter of no fact, you speak that affirmation right back to them. Right. Oh, I don't like your hair. Oh, child, my hair is beautiful. I don't know about you, but I know my hair is beautiful. And this, so now, like, when people say little comments about my hair or, um, like, you need to straighten your hair. No, I don't. For my who? hair is fine just the way For it what? is. And that's how it's going to be. So, and now I can actually walk around and say and confidently say, I love my hair. It's the same way with the word. I could say that I gave my burdens to God, but my actions say otherwise. I'm constantly worried. I'm constantly stressed. I'm constantly angry. I'm constantly frustrated. I'm walking around looking like how I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. And you're saying that, oh, I gave my situation to God. Um, God, nobody knew what I went through, but I can, everyone can see that you've gone through something. So you're not, your actions aren't saying what your words are saying. Okay. Mm -hmm. Your actions have to represent what you're saying out of your mouth. And if you could compare the two and it's not um, coming together, then you got to really reevaluate something and go back to the playing book and start from scratch and say, okay, let's make sure our words are matching our actions. Let's make sure at all times is matching because if not, then you're just lying to yourself. You're not lying to nobody else but yourself. You have to speak the word, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. It says you are precious. You you are more than rubies. You you have to speak that stuff to Mm -hmm. you. You know, it gets in your system and you like, okay, yeah, God God said this. He he meant this for me. So let me walk in that. And when you start walking in that, you will see a different different level in your confidence and you'll your self-doubt so will change and, and yeah it'd be good you'll never you'll never let anything get to you and words are powerful but what matters is how you go about what someone has said to you or what someone has done to you the way you react to it after is what really matters so when you really just say hey look i don't care i don't give it to god i don't have time for that i don't have time for oh, man, like, what are you going to do now? Are you going to go transfer because you weren't on it? Like, no, I'm going to continue doing what I'm going to do Walk because if I go to head, if I go to another establishment, it'll be a same, the same obstacle there. My dad always says, once you see this, who the snakes are and who they are and what they are, 
then why go to another place and not know where who you know who the snakes yeah. are or where the the battle's coming from? It's an advantage from. that you know. Yeah, like now I I know my environment. I know who I'm with. I know who I'm work with. Like there's no sense of going somewhere else as long as I know that I'm putting it in God's hands and it's gonna come to me whether man wants to give it to me or not. That it is what it is. I can just come to work and do what I have to do now because I know that. I can breathe and I've given I've given it to God and everything feels so much better for me and I don't feel like tense all the time because I've given all my burdens and worries to God and I can just do what I have to do and live in love and focus on giving God the glory at work and outside of work. <laughs> <laughs> so why do we struggle with leaving it in God's hands, Asia? Tell us why. Because we want to be in control. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we want to have it. We want to know the ins, the outs, how it's going to work, when it's going to work, and everything like that. And that's where the stress and the worry comes. But we got to put this disclaimer out here. Mm -hmm. We have to put it in God's hands. That's what we're telling you. And leave it there. But it's still work for us to do. If you you can't just place the bills in God's hand and not pay pay the bill now, you like still you still, going to you still got to okay? at least put that minimum payment down. Now, now. <laughs> don't just I them them children told me to put it in God's hand. I don't put it in God's hand. I ain't got nothing else to do. You still I gotta, gotta go to work. I got an extra hundred dollars. I can go. No, baby. <laughs> you you still got to put in that that minimum work. For God to, to do the max. And we want to be in control all the time. That's why we get frustrated. That's one of the reasons why we struggle with leaving it in God's hands. I have a verse coming from Psalms 37, 3 and 6. And I'm going to read the NIV translation. It says, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell on the land and enjoy safe posture. Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him, and he will do this. He will make your righteous rewards shine like the dawn, your vindication like the noonday. I just want to go back and read. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him, and he will do this. When you don't give your full trust in him, he can't do what he said he was going to do. If you have your hand on the situation and you're so stubborn and you have your fists closed up like this, he can't pull that out. He can't take it out your hand because you you've said anything in and there. You can't to... put anything in and take anything out because right here you said, God, I don't want you to have control. I don't want you to fix my life. Or, I still got to see a little bit. I still, <laughs> I still want this or I still think I have the opportunity to do it myself. Is it going to hurt? It's like when you're at the doctor getting a shot, and you're like, hold on, hold on, I ain't ready yet. I'm not ready yet. Come Just on, give, me on, few, give me a few give me few months. And by me, the time, me, whatever you needed that shot for, it done ate you up. It <laughs> you done been ate up, and it's too late to get nothing fixed because you was being stubborn. Because you was being he stubborn. He says, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe posture. Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you your desires of your heart. Commit your way to... The, the Lord. Lord. Delight in the Lord. Be happy. Be joyous. Go in the world and be happy so that people can see the love of God on you, you and shine to everybody that's, else. That's, like my, that's one of my biggest prayers every morning, Lord. 
take me away and have your light shine through me. You know, no matter what I'm feeling, how I'm feeling, what I'm facing, let me spread the joy of the Lord because I am proclaiming your name. I am I am spreading your word and I don't want to do that dull. That makes me like think of Job. Everything that he had gone through, he still trust. had had faith and trust. He may have said or questioned God like, what's going on? Like, like why? On, you said you, you know, ain't going to take me through more than I can bear. And it's bearing right now. But sometimes, and I, I saw a video where it says, sometimes God will put you through something that you might not be able to bear so that you can give it back to God. Mm -hmm. So that you can say, I need you. Like, I, you, ha you have to be humble enough to say, God, and know when you need help, okay? Like, we can't sit here and be stubborn and say we can go get through this. We're saying we have more power than God. We have to be humble and say, I need your help. I cannot do it on my own. Help me, please. Please. And that's 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 something that's big because a lot of people struggle with saying they need help. It's pride. It's not <laughs> it's not embarrassing. If you need help, you need help. And I'd rather have the proper help and care that's needed than I'm sitting here struggling and stressing over something that I, that could have been done and over with. A long time ago by just asking for help. God not going to laugh at you. A lot of people, they struggle with asking for help and not just talking about asking God, but asking their partner, like their their next person next Being step. stubborn. Being help prideful. me, please. Like, there's nothing wrong with being needing help. Sometimes we'll prolong, we'll prolong our help. We'll prolong... Um, a situation that really should have took a week, we'll prolong it to five months. We'll prolong it to a year because we were being prideful. Mm -hmm. We were being stubborn and we didn't want to give it to God. And God's saying, listen, you could have been out of this a while ago, but yeah, you still wanted to put this in your own hands. And he, he will let you do what you want to yeah. do after he done told you warned you showed you pushed you pulled you dragged you down the street but you still wanted to do what you wanted to do and now he gonna say okay he's a god of free will okay all right he gonna make sure nothing too crazy happened to you but he gonna let you go down the road that you that you are willingly Putting going to mm -hmm. it just goes back to the first episode where we said why not just give it to somebody who knows all about you, who knew you before you were even born? Why not give it to him? He knows our future. He knows how this whole thing's going to play out. Why not give it to him? When we sit and we want to take on these burdens for ourselves, we caused the trouble on ourselves. We caused it. It wasn't him that caused it. We caused it. And we could have been out of the situation a long time ago. Had we given it to God, and I can only speak for me, I can't speak for Asia, I could speak on different situations, numerous situations where I could have been out of it, but yet I didn't want to give it to God, or I thought I could get out of it because I was strong enough, not knowing that all my strength comes from the Lord, having pride and sitting and saying, I'm strong enough to do it, no, with God. With God, all things are possible and I can do everything but through faith. Christ that gives me strength. We can't give our own I don't care how many times you go to the gym. You can't give yourself strength. Cause on that last rep you when you barely push you like Jesus just help me please and all of a sudden you just get a little extra uh, 
the throw that thing out there and drop it. <laughs> we got to be humble and calm on Christ because that's where our helps come from. Yes. And I have another verse coming from Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, mm-hmm. NIV translation, and it says, Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck and write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. I just had to keep reading because I just looked and I'm like, not be wise in your own eyes. Just like we were saying, do not only seek your wisdom, but God's wisdom. Godly (laughs) wisdom. And that'll save us from a lot of troubles. Keep them in the tablet of your heart so that when you're out in the world, at work, or anywhere else, you can refer back to the word of God because you've kept it. You kept it. You studied it. You, you went through it for yourself to know. You don't have to, Jericho, what, what, should, I, what should, should I apply right now? Are we out here in this world? You should know it. <laughs> <laughs> you should know it. We should study to show ourselves approved. We can go back on that word and keep ourselves encouraged. And that's the biggest thing is keeping ourselves encouraged. One last verse I want to talk about before we move on to the next section would be Coming from Psalms 91, and I just want to read that whole chapter because I feel like that chapter is really powerful. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. If you trust in God, that He's your refuge and your fortress, somebody that we can go and we can hide in, someone that we can use to be that shield that's going to fight our battles, someone who we trust in, surely he will save you from the fowler snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers, and under his wings he will find you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. If you say, the Lord is my refuge, and you make the most high your dwelling, no harm will overtake you. So if you say God is your refuge and your strength and somebody that's covering you, why is that we're constantly being attacked? By doubt, by worry, by stress. Because we doubt in the word a little bit. Really didn't trust in God like we said. Uh, we, we just did. read it. We just mm-hmm. planned. For no harm will overtake you. No disaster will come near your tent. For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. So not only do you have God that's guarding you, but you have the angels. You got backup, backup. You got backup, backup, okay? <laughs> so ain't no way I'm about to be walking this world with no type of protection. God, listen, I need you. I need you. I need you. them angels too. Angels, y'all got me. <laughs> I need everything. <laughs> will lift you up in their hands, verse 12, so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. 
You will tread on the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him. For he acknowledged my name. He will call on me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. salvation. How comforting is that? That's all I got to say. I'm going to leave it right there. Psalms 91, people. Psalms 91. <laughs> Just the case. Steps that we can take to leave it in God's hand. Definitely, we should write down verses and meditate on them like we've just said. Mm -hmm. We should be hiding the word in our hearts daily. We should be using those affirmations and repeating them throughout the day, constantly when you feel discouraged, when you feel despair, when you feel trouble all around you, constantly reassure yourself that God is going to take care of me. I have faith that he's going to do what he said he's going to do and that no harm will, will come into play because... He is who I have my trust in, mm -hmm. and I'm only going to lean on him. Anything else that's going on, that's not my worry, because once mm -hmm. I start looking at what's on the outside, I peek over that fence and see that's everything that's start. going on, that's when you say, oh, God, you really got this? You should Just don't even look at it and keep moving. Yeah, keep <laughs> moving forward. That's all you got to do. Is this really mine to have? Really sit and reevaluate the situation and say, is this even a situation for me to have? This is way bigger than me. This is way bigger than just being put on the list for me. It might be something else that's going into play. I have no idea about, but I have trust and I have faith that God's going to seek it through. He's mm -hmm. going to change the hearts that he needs to change, unharden the hearts that um, need to be unhardened. Like He's going to work out the background scene, the things that I don't even know about. And I just have to focus on going to work, continuing doing what I have to do. And having trust and having faith that he's going to do what he has to do that I don't even know about. On the this situation. Is, this is so much bigger than me. Yeah. Like, And most importantly, he's he's continued to prepare you and equip you for wherever you're trying to go, want to go. And that's the most important thing. You can pray about being in a position. But like we said earlier, you have to pray for you. Your mind. Make sure your mind is ready to handle it. Make sure your response to the people. Make sure everything about you, like, are you really equipped to be a manager? Can you handle everything that comes with being a manager? It's not just about the money, but it's more than that, you know? Am I helping change lives in this situation? The lives that I'm going to come across, am I, am I really ready to handle those situations? Not even in a work-related way form, but more in a personal form. Like, am I mentally ready to yeah. be in that battle? Do I have enough yeah. to even go that route? Because being a manager is Can not... I handle the criticism? Yeah, not as easy Good as or bad. <laughs> Tough or not. Can I, I handle it? I don't care what anyone says. When they always say, oh, being a manager, there's, there's more money into it, but... Just because there's more money into it Can doesn't you mean there's going to be yeah a lot of stress. Because a lot of times people are making all that money, but then they quit or they step down because of all the stress that they had to endure. Once you can endure stress, the money is something, it's, that's a bonus That's a bonus. It. It's a bonus to it. <laughs> and I know I have faith that the word of God is going to equip me for this position. Um, so that whenever a situa situation arises, I can go back to the Word of God, and I know that the Word of God is going to maneuver me through these situations, identify who I'm going to encounter. I'm going to encounter people that 
aren't gonna be on my side. I'm gonna encounter situations that might possibly won't work in my favor. Exactly, but <laughs> I have to keep reminding myself, God's gonna handle this, God's gonna take care of this, look at the good in every situation, what can I learn from this situation, and how can I make it, how can I better myself with what's going on? Another thing, and it's so awesome that we had the workshops from the conference Altered at the Altar, and another thing that we can do is when we go to church or we go into worship, going at the altar and saying, hey God, I wanna put you first in my life and I really wanna commit to that. And I really wanna leave everything that I said I was going to in your hands and I don't wanna take it from you after I leave this altar and leave with a changed heart, a circumcised heart and say, God, I'm gonna give this situation to you wholeheartedly and I'm not looking back yeah. and I'm going to walk away happy and I'm going to walk away glorified and in stand you on and just what I just prayed exactly to. and I'm going to leave it right there and I'm going to burn it as a living sacrifice and I'm going to go about my day and I think once we do that we will experience a change in our mm -hmm. life being able to really have faith and trust mm -hmm. in God and I want to leave you with is focus on God's plan mm -hmm not your plan um we make plans and different stuff for ourselves all the time but ask god god what is your will for me what is your plan for me focus on that plan and everything else will just will flow better I promise you yep and the glory of leaving in his hands is that you can spend more time with him when you're spending time thinking about circumstances, individuals mm -hmm. that it's have done you, you wrong is robbing you from that time spent with God. You're able to focus on his plan that he has for you and use all that energy of why was I not on this list? Why did this person do me wrong? Why don't I have this? Why do they have what I want? And say, okay, I'm going to put all that energy into working and putting in the work and spending time with God. For God's plan so that his plan is made clear to you and straight to the world what it means to be faithful and trust in God wholeheartedly because like I said before people are out here watching us so we have to demonstrate what the what word of God saying. says we can't just sit out sit out here and say one thing and not even be doing what we said because now we look as hypocrites and we don't want to do that we mm -hmm. want to make sure that we're demonstrating to everybody else in the world that wants to change their life for the better that, hey, if you put this in God's hands, this is how how much of an easier life you'll live. Do you want to lead us out in prayer? <laughs> Father God, in the name of Jesus, we want to say thank you for gathering us here. Thank you for allowing us to be able to spread the word of God and that we may be able to testify our own lives where we thought we left it in your hands, but God, we really didn't. We may be able to go to the altar and lead with a changed heart and we can give all of our burdens our stress, our worries to you and trusting you wholeheartedly because we know that you are the one that said that you're going to get us through this situation. And if we have faith and trust in you, you will pull us out. Touch any of those out there and allow you to speak within us so that whoever out there may be up have the word so that they can live a happier and peaceful life, God. We want to say thank you for all that you continue to do. Uh, what you're going to do and what's in store for us in the future in jesus name we pray amen amen we love you guys we thank you for tuning in yet again as we continue to grow and get better and better and better 
Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend that Jesus love y'all. Like, we love y'all. And share. Comment. Topics you want us to talk about. Yeah, of course. We're open. Love y'all. Later.